Boy, it's been a great week here on the Daily Rejoicing Podcast in our little mini-series on joy and on fellowship here from 1 John. And if you are just popping in here on the Friday episode, I encourage you to, if you have some time, start on Monday and listen through all the way till now. And so I won't review it, so I'd like to finish the uh, little mini-series today. And we're talking about joy, these things right we unto you, that your joy may be full. And fellowship brings that joy, but then fellowship illuminates sin in our lives, and sin hinders fellowship. I'll finish this point and make two more uh, observations. And uh, boy, it's been a good week. Thank you again for listening. I've been helped by it. So sin hinders fellowship. Psalm 66 verse 18 says this, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Regard means to love and esteem to practice. So regard iniquity is to have the sin hanging out in your life, to habitually practice that sin, to love that sin, to esteem that sin. When you do that, the Bible says in Psalm 66, 18, the Lord will not hear me. So how do you know if you're in sin? I stressed yesterday verses 8 and 10 of 1 John 1, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. How do you know if you're uh, in sin? If you currently think you're not tempted to sin on a regular basis. If you say, well, I'm just to the point where I just don't struggle with sin anymore. Now, maybe it's a one sin or another that you're not dealing with as much as you used to, but I'm just talking about sin, living in this sinful world, living below in this old sinful world, and you don't struggle with any sin at all, you're never tempted. Well, that that might be an indicator uh, that you might be in some sin. And sin hinders that fellowship that we have with God. Now, what do I mean by that? I don't mean that you're not saved anymore. You can never get unsaved. Uh, Maybe my child one day, one of my children will grow up and They won't get along with me. I hope that's not the case, but it's possible. It happens in some families, and that child may even change their name. There might be such a break in that relationship, and they might move to the other side of the world and never call and never write and remove any vestige of relationship with me that they can in their lives. But that child, that person will always be my son or daughter, my child. The DNA doesn't change. And you might be running from God right now. I don't know. You might be far from God. And yet, if you've been born again, that DNA, so to speak, that spirit of God within you, that doesn't change. But the fellowship changes. In that scenario I painted a moment ago where my child runs from me, their father, the fellowship is a little bit different. We wouldn't just text throughout the day, how's it going, what are you doing, just checking in on you. It, it, it would be weird, right, if they just showed up for Thanksgiving. We, we might not have that sweet fellowship that we would um, right now <laughs> if if they were just to come to the breakfast table. We have this ongoing sweet relationship, free and open communication and love between one another uh, expressed. Uh, that's that's fellowship. And so what I, when I'm talking about how sin hinders that fellowship, I'm not talking about that relationship, that familial relationship that you have between you and your father, but I'm talking about the fellowship. And there's joy in that fellowship. God wants your joy to be full. And when we get close to God in fellowship, our sin is obvious to us. 
And living in sin hinders our fellowship, which reduces our joy. And Jesus is the goal, getting close to Jesus. We are to walk like Jesus. 1 John 2, 6 says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. We're to be pure like Jesus. Chapter 3, verse 3, Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. So how do we get close to Jesus? How do we deal with our sin to stay close to God in fellowship? And it is this, by making a habit of confession. 1 John 1, 9. And here's a verse that many of you might have memorized or you might have heard. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The gatekeeper of fellowship with God, the gateway, is biblical confession. All the time, for every sin, in any place, confessing our sin to God. God's desire when we sin, and we do sin, and God's desire for us in that moment is to restore us back to a right standing position of fellowship with him. And genuine repentance is agreeing with God and changing direction. I could take you to examples. I won't do it for the sake of time on the podcast, but I think of Saul. Remember Saul when he disobeyed the voice of the Lord by the mouth of Samuel? He was supposed to kill the Amalekites, utterly destroy them, everything, not take any spoil, destroy it all, kill the livestock, even the cows and everything. But Samuel did his own thing. He disobeyed. This is in 1 Samuel 15. You can read that later. But he disobeyed. He kept the best, the livestock, sheep, so forth. And he kept Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. He disobeyed. Well, Samuel came over and God had told him. God told him he was displeased. He was going to remove Saul from being king because he doesn't care about Saul's best intention. He cared about obedience to his word as given. And so Samuel comes, tells him all about it, and Saul repents. But he does so in a way that's really self-serving. I won't have you go there, but there's a verse there in 1 Samuel 15 um, that, that, that says, I, basically, I, I repent, yet honor me now. Um, he just wanted to still have that position of king um, in front of the people. He wanted that respect. You so so you see, he wasn't really concerned about his sin. He was concerned about his um, loss of position. That wasn't a good repentance. He wasn't agreeing with God. That's what repentance is, by the way. He wasn't agreeing with God about his sin. And you see, true confession is this: Lord, I have sinned. I will take you. Go, go over to Psalm fifty-one. I want to show you a good uh, way that a man confessed, I'm turning my Bible here, Psalm 51, okay, this is the psalm that David wrote after his terrible sin with Bathsheba was discovered, and after that that child had died, that uh, he had with Bathsheba, and how he, you know, arranged the murder of Uriah the Hittite, Bathsheba's husband, it was, it was awful, awful, and David repented, but he really repented. He didn't repent because he was sorry he got found out. He truly repented. Psalm 51 says this, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, 
According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. You hear that? Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore, now you're listening here, verse 12 of of Psalm 51. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. You hear that? You hear what David is praying? Lord, I want the joy back. Restore unto me the joy. Now, why was the joy gone? Because the sin was in his life. And when sin enters, the fellowship, the free, open, beautiful, sweet fellowship is broken. It's hindered. It's corrupted because there's something between you and God. Here's what I'm saying. God's will for you is to be full of joy. And joy comes from walking with God and having fellowship with God. But when sin enters your life and is allowed to be regarded and stay and is not confessed to God and forsaken, then that fellowship is hurt. And David couldn't take it. David was a man that walked with God. He was close to God, but he had this sin that he'd hidden. He'd worked out. He thought it was okay. It was covered, but it was found out and he was broken and he was saying against thee, thee only have I done this sin. And he says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uh, Verse 16 in Psalm 51, for thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. God wants to restore us, but we must genuinely confess and repent. And you say, okay, I'm going to repent by doing all of these good works, and I'm going to work my way out of this hole that I've dug myself. I've got to do an equal number of good works to outweigh these bad works that I've done that I'm confessing for. Nope, 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 almost, but nope, nope, nope. Because restoration, just like your salvation, is based on the blood of Jesus Christ. That confession and restoration is all based upon the blood of Jesus. Uh, go back to, oh man, this is good. Go back to 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 1. And th- this is right after um, our, our verse about we confess our sins. If we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar. His word is not in us. Chapter 2, verse 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. Okay, there's never a pass for sin, a license for sin. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Now, wait a second. We're told not to sin and if any man sin, wait, 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 wait. You know why that is? Because God knows us. We're not supposed to sin. It's always wrong when we sin. We've always need to, need to get it right. There's often consequences for that sin, chastisement that God will do. But when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. An advocate is one who pleads the cause of another, one who represents another. And when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. 
And he is the propitiation, which means satisfactory payment. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. You see, we're never permitted to sin. God always hates sin. But when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Why? It's based on the blood that he shed that covers our sins. That's why if we confess our sins, he is faithful, meaning over and over again. And just means it's based on Jesus' blood. It's not just mercy without justice. God is always all of his attributes. He's always just. He's always merciful too. And he is just to forgive us our sins. Forgive means never to be brought up again, wiped clean. Forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Man, we're talking about joy right there. You want joy restored? Boom, right there. You confess and forsake your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Because Psalm 103, 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. A joyful Christian today keeps close fellowship with God and maintains that fellowship through constant confession of their sins on a day-to-day basis. Boy, I love this. Go ahead and read it for yourself. First John chapter one, ask God to minister to your spirit. And as you head into church, In just a couple of days on Sunday, say, Lord, what do you have to teach me? If the word of God is open and preached, and if it's not, you're in a sorry church, you ought to leave. But when the word of God is open at your Bible preaching church, say, Lord, I'm going to obey. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be yielded as the Holy Spirit ministers to your word. Boy, God is good. I thank you for listening. God bless you. We'll talk to you Monday.